So the multi-rig is, if you're doing a sprint, it's basically, you know, seven rings. And you have to, you know, swing from, you know, Tarzan kind of across. If you can walk, you can do a race. Um, I think people get intimidated by him because you see these Adonis-looking guys running. Yeah, he did it better than I could from the movie 300, uh, The Spartans. And uh, we are talking about that today on this Run the Race podcast. Uh, maybe you've uh, run a Spartan race before. Maybe you haven't or maybe interested in, in that and are curious about obstacle course races. I've, uh, I'm a one and done with those, uh, but we are talking to an expert about that today. Uh, and also talking about a little bit of uh, faith thrown in there as well, along with fitness and, and how to get in shape for uh, something like an obstacle course race or maybe a mud run. Those are always fun with friends, uh, getting messy playing around like you were when you were kids and so uh you know we're going to talk to uh steve slater who's uh run uh, more than 60 of these uh in the last decade and uh, really become an expert on it and later in this podcast we're going to bring back a segment that I, I do every now and then called stuck in my head a uh, a really kind of something to inspire you and get you revved up for uh something like an obstacle course race or some big challenge it's uh, my version of the song Warriors by Imagine Dragons. Uh, actually, I, I ran a Spartan race, I guess it was about five years ago. And I remember, you know, this was on Fort Benning in uh, kind of the East Alabama section of it. And uh, it's part of really the best ranger competition. It's an obstacle course that those rangers go through in that competition every spring, uh, which that's coming up in the next few weeks. But I remember uh, just, you know, the pits of muddy water and rolling under barbed wire and, and cargo nets and the tall walls and uh, pulling way, uh, carrying sandbags and weight on me. And, and you finish, of course, with that big fire jump. It's the classic picture uh, of uh, finishing the Spartan race. And uh, so what I did was called a sprint. It's the easiest, shortest Spartan race, obstacle course race. There were 22 obstacles. I completed all but five of them. My friend Jeremy Drake, who was with me back in 2017 when we did this, he finished all but two of the obstacles. And so every obstacle that you fail at, you have to drop and do 30 burpees. And so he shared the, for the ones, the obstacles that he was completed, and I didn't. We, we shared and uh, the burpees. And so we both did about uh, yeah, a little more than 100 burpees and ran about five miles or so along with those 22 obstacles. So it took us about an hour and a half to complete the entire thing. So that was my experience. A lot of fun, a lot of great pictures. You kind of have those bragging rights that you are a Spartan now, or at least, you know, uh, that version of it at least. Um, so, um, and, you know, Steve Slater, that's how he started. Uh, you know, he's here in Columbus, Georgia, where I am, just south of Atlanta. And last month, in fact, on his ninth anniversary of his very first Spartan race, he ran his 61st of these obstacle course races. And uh, he said, you know, the obstacles may change. He posted this on social media. But the constant is his wife, Julia's support. She's attended uh, 56, all but five of those races. And he says as long as it's still fun, he's going to keep running them. Uh, so Steve is, uh, by, by trade, his, his paying job during the day when he's not training for races, he's a technical business advisor at TSIS. 
Uh, he got a Bachelor of Arts at degree at the University of Massachusetts. Uh, he has run. Uh, he's gotten uh, top three age group finishes in twenty five obstacle course races. You know, Spartan, Bone Frog, Savage, and he's in fact gotten a first overall race win in a Bone Frog endurance race. He's going to talk about how you know this includes sometimes uh, more than a hundred obstacles, and on some of these endurance runs and races, the you know these are ultras. Uh, he's doing you know thirty one miles, a fifty k in the midst of all you know dozens and dozens of obstacles. Um, he, uh, he's, his overall favorite race is Bone Frog. He's a past president of Columbus JCs. He's uh, been a, a children's church leader as well. Faith is super important to him. He talks about, you know, uh, his favorite quote he lives by is, easy to be brave from a safe distance. He also talks about, you know, something from the Bible, how suffering produces endurance, which produces character. Uh, we talk about some of the injuries he's dealt with, some of his highlights, uh, his advice for you when it comes to finding time and, and not being intimidated that anybody, if you could walk, can do an obstacle course race. Um, and uh, he talks about, you know, uh, how it's become a family affair for, for him and his wife and his, his uh, two sons, who are both in college at the University of Georgia. I'm sure they're saying go dogs. Uh, had a very successful national championship football season. And uh, so, uh, and he also is responsible for me helping keep track of my runs uh, via my technology. I share more of that in my, the start of my conversation with Mr. Slater. Joining us now is uh, a local obstacle king, I'll call you, uh, Steve Slater. Thanks so much, Steve, for stopping by. Sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to tell a quick story, first of all. A few years ago, maybe about three or four years ago, I posted on Facebook about needing, you know, trying to get a new watch, a new, uh, you know, uh, watch for running, Garmin or something like that. And uh, you responded with a message to me and said, hey, I've got a watch I've used in like 30 or 40 obstacle races just sitting on my nightstand, and you can have it if you want, and still several years later i am still using it it's still ticking still gives me the the mileage and the, and the distance and the and the time so still works so thank you for that i appreciate oh, it oh you're quite welcome i wish uh julia knew that because i'm on my fourth garmin <laughs> since i gave you that so so uh, don't tell julia that story my wife <laughs> but yeah watches are, uh, the technology is important these days for it running is. everything else well we're going to talk a little bit about um you know uh, faith and, and running and uh your family and advice you guys you have for people that want to maybe get into obstacle racing spartans that kind of thing but first of all i want to find out from you you know you do a lot lot of obstacle racing and half for years now. So how and why did you get into it? Because, um, you know, you, you work a normal job, you have, you know, two kids and so a normal guy, but that this is not, maybe, you know, your average guy doesn't do a lot of obstacle races. Yeah. So it was back in 2012 <clears throat> and I'd done a lot of road races and, you know, my, my kids were, you know, seven and eight and I just didn't, I didn't have the motivation. You know, I'd train and I'd go run a race and I'd be like, okay, that was fun. And these are 5Ks, marathons? Five t- five Ks, 10Ks. You know, I really wasn't, you know, serious about running. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I ran, but I didn't take it seriously. So I wanted to try something different. So my wife, Julia, was like, you should try a triathlon. And nothing against triathlons, but I was like, it does nothing for me. 
So I was at church one day, and a friend of mine, Jay Howell, had just done a Tough Mudder. And I'd heard some things about it, and I really didn't pay much attention. He showed me the pictures, and I was like, well, when I was a kid, I liked jungle gyms and climbing in the woods. <laughs> I was like, let me take a look at it. So I started researching, and then there was only about three or four companies. And I'm a very competitive guy. So I wanted to find something that, you know, met my competitive nature. So through my research and everything, I saw that Spartan, their time, you know, age group, that kind of thing. So <clears throat> I told my wife, I was like, I'll just sign up and see what it's like. And I did my first one in March 2013. Um, fell in love with it. I mean, it, I'm not lying. As soon as I got done with the race, I looked at my wife and I said, I want to go do the race up in North Carolina in two weeks. Wow. And it's just what I've learned, because you've done a Spartan race. Right. I've done one and uh, maybe one and done, but, it, but it's because it's, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's a challenge. It, it is. And what I've seen for the most part is, like you say, I want to try it. I did it. I'm done. You get people like me who try it, like it, and continue doing it. Um, one thing I think I really like about obstacle races is it's a great equalizer. The fastest guy doesn't always win. You know, so in Spartan race, like I race in the competitive age group. If you fail an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees, and you're videotaped. So you may be the fastest runner, but if you fail three obstacles, the guy who's two-minute miles slower than you is going to overtake you. So I like that aspect. And the other thing is it will show your weakness immediately. So I'm a runner by nature. Um, I'm very good at climbing things, you know, based off my size, I'm not good with heavy stuff. You yeah. Know, lifting. You're, you're, uh, five foot, about five foot seven, about 145 pounds. Okay. So not, not a, not a big guy. No, no. And I've always been a pretty good runner. But, you know, you, you get in with, like, sandbag carries, and, like, I did one this past weekend up in Atlanta, and I just got blown by. It was only maybe three, 400 meters, and probably eight, ten people passed me. But, you know, a mile later, I was passing them. So, it, it, it'll, it'll, it'll help your strengths, but it'll also point out your weaknesses. So, you, you kind of have to give and take that you know you're going to lose ground here, but you can gain ground there. Now, are you typically um, finishing, completing all the obstacles on the races nowadays, and or maybe more so than you when you started off, you know, eight years ago? Oh, oh, definitely. When I started off, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and most people, when they get into it, because with obstacles, you can muscle your way through it, but there is definitely technique. So when I first start, it's like the spear throw. You know, I showed you how to do the spear throw, and if you've never done it, it looks really easy, but it is so hard because it's not like throwing a baseball or a football. So my first three races, I failed every one, never made one, got upset, decided I would make my own spear. And I made my own spear, got my bale of hay, went out back and practiced it. And since then, I've missed the spear twice. Wow. So, and you've got 25 top three age group finishes. So, I mean, overall, how many obstacle course races do you think you've done over the last decade? You know, you think 100 or? Pretty close. I think I kind of keep track. I'm not a real numbers guy and, you know, oh, I did this and I got this place. You know, I'm very competitive, but to me, as long as I trained the right way and I gave it everything I can, if the results happen, the results happen. But 
I was looking last night. I think I'm at about 88 or 89. Okay. Um, you know, mainly Spartan, but <clears throat> really I, my first three years was only Spartan racing. And then I decided to look at other avenues, which I'm glad I did because there are a lot of fun races out there that are similar but different than Spartan. Yeah, Bone Frog and uh, <laughs> Savage Races, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so Bone Frog is run by a bunch of ex-Navy SEALs. And, you know, me being ex-Army, you know, there was a lot of good-natured ribbing. But I got to know the guys, and it's easily my favorite race. It's it's a smaller race. The obstacles are very unique. Um, I got to know the CEO and everything, and they're just great guys. And to be quite honest, it matches my strengths. Yeah. So, you know, when, when, when you find something you like and it matches your strength, it's a good fit. Yeah, and you were talking about training earlier. You know, uh, for someone who uh, is, you know, maybe they're a runner or maybe uh, a swimmer or something like that, and they're like, hey, you know, this obstacle race, course race or this Tough mutter looks pretty cool, um, you know, but maybe challenging. So what would, what would be your advice for folks in terms of, you know, getting ready or training for their first one? And, and uh, is it a lot of just needing to do strength training or practicing on those specific obstacles like monkey bars if they can find them? Or Right. So I will tell everyone who's listening, if you can walk, you can do a race. Um, I think people get intimidated by him because you see these Adonis-looking guys running, and they're like, oh, I could never do that. But And you, you people are yelling out, Sparta! Oh, yeah, and, and all that. <laughs> but when you get into the open heats, it's much more relaxed, and you can walk it. You can do anything. So, you know, I tell anybody, I'm like, if you can walk and you can get out of bed, you can do a Spartan race. You know, you may have some difficulties, but don't be so intimidated that you can't do it. When it comes to training, probably you don't have to be, you don't have to have brute strength. Because I will tell you, at the end of the day, an obstacle race is a race. You have to be able to run. The best runner, for the majority of the time, wins. And the Spartan Sprint, which is, I think, if I remember right, at least when I did it, 23 obstacles, give or take, and mm -hmm. about five miles. And, and it's actually gotten shorter now. It's about a 5K, but with obstacle races, when they say 5K... Add on about another half mile. <laughs> it's just, it, it never, it never comes out to what they said. But, you know, what I tell people is grip strength and work on core strength. Not just your abs, but work on your shoulders and your glutes. Um, because I have seen guys who, you know, I joke all the time, I am unbelievably gym weak. I'm embarrassingly weak. But what I'm good at is I can run a long time and I can do a lot of pull-ups and push-ups and burpees and dips. And, you know, so it's more muscle endurance than it is pure strength. And what I tell people is, you know, I've met a lot of the pros and everything. And what I've seen from them, it's a strength-to-weight ratio. So if you can do pull-ups, you're good to go. Um, you know, in grip strength, you do have to have grip strength. But, I mean, that could be just hanging from a bar. Yeah. You know, just doing dead hangs. So it's like some of the stuff you see in American Ninja Warrior. Absolutely. You know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Grip strength and core strength. And, you know, if you want to compete, you got to be a runner. Um, if you're not a runner, you can go out there and walk it. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people walk the entire course, and that's completely fine. 
So don't get intimidated, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And uh, for you, I mean, are you doing a combination, you know, doing all these races like you just did a couple of Spartan races in Georgia? You know, do you um, do a, a, quite a bit of running or quite a bit of exercises at home or at the gym or it's kind of a, a kind of a wide range throughout the week? It's a hybrid. So once I started getting serious, I got a coach and he used to be a pro, a Spartan pro team member. So I've been with him now. June will be eight years. Wow. So it, it's great because we're busy, we're parents, we're husbands. He just tells you what to do. He just tells me what to do. He gives me every week, this is what you want to do. As you as you get more accustomed, you, you know some of the things you want to do a little extra on. You know, if I know this race is going to require, you know, like I've done mountain races. I know I got to go out and do hills. But yeah, he basically gives me, gives me what I'm supposed to do every single day. And what it is is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is gym. And it's it's CrossFit-ish in that, you know, burpees, thrusters, deadlifts, you know, a ton of kettlebell swings. Um, but it's also based more of endurance. So I don't use a lot of weight. It's a lot of reps. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays are intervals. So Tuesdays are short intervals. Um you know, and I know you're going to ask me how many miles I do a week. I don't, I don't, I, I don't keep track. I, I really. But you enjoy running. Yes, I do. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And so I'm going to get sidetracked for a second, then I'll go back to the training. <laughs> I used to enjoy running, but I fell in love with trail running. Oh, there you go. Once I started running on the trails, because if I spend an hour on the pavement, it is so boring to me. Yeah. But I can go out and spend three or four hours on the trails, and it'll be like nothing. Yeah, it's like you're kind of hiking, scenery, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I, I tell people it's my way to relax. Yeah. So so back to the training. So Tuesdays are short runs. You know, I usually warm up, you know, mile, mile and a half run. And, you know, shorter intervals can be all kinds of things. You know, it might be 200 meters. It might be 30 seconds on, 10 seconds, you know, whatever. Um, and then Thursdays are long intervals. And then... Saturday or Sunday, depending on what race I'm training for, could be a long run. When I get into, you know, my 25 and 30 mile races, that's when I, I, I tend to really focus on progression every week. And I don't go by miles. I go by, we call it time on our feet. Yeah. So I'll go out there and, you know, I might spend three hours, but it won't be all running. So, you, you, you can make it really easy because what I'll do is just, I'll go out and say, okay, I'm going to run for an hour and then I'm going to carry a 45 pound sandbag for half a mile. Then I'll put that down and I'll say, okay, I'm going to go run now for another 30 minutes and then I'm going to do 30 minutes of burpees, you know, one burpee every 10 or 15 seconds. So, it's not, it's not pure running. You're always mixing something in because with an obstacle race i mean really the longest you will ever run is maybe maybe a mile mile and a quarter um i've done some bone frog races where i've done 26 or 27 miles and really the farthest you run is a quarter of a mile wow because it's obstacle after obstacle so sometimes i will go out um you know for the shorter races i will go out and i will run for for time to to get some you know get some cardio in um, but like one of my favorite ones is 10 mile run, 10 burpees every 10 minutes. Mm, that sounds entertaining. <laughs> it's, it sounds entertaining till you get to about eight or nine miles. 
<laughs> but it, it's scalable. You know, you can do seven and seven, five and five, three and three. So when I get out on the trails, it's not it's not boring sure. because you have to pay attention. And, you know, a lot of times you just get out there. It's nice and quiet. Sometimes I'll listen to headphones. Sometimes I'll just go out there and you know what it is. You go out yeah. there and you do an easy run. It's not overly taxing. It's just, you know, I tell people, I'm like, I got a pretty busy job at work. So when I go out Saturdays, it's it's relaxing. But you, but you got to watch where you're going on trails and on obstacle courses. Oh, for sure. yeah. I've, I've, I've injured myself a couple times. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been lucky, though. Overall, I've only I've only been injured twice um, racing. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, speaking of running, uh, you sent me some stuff about yourself and, and uh, your favorite running mantra being knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. It talks about that in the Bible and, yep. and, and Romans 5.3. Um, so tell me about what, what that means to you, because, you know, getting from that suffering, you talked about how, you know, I mean, you got to, you know, you go through some pain as a runner, as an obstacle course guy or whatever, and how that produces character and how that maybe overall these obstacle course races maybe relate to faith as well, right? Oh, absolutely, because we, we saw that in a sermon years ago. Uh, I go to St. Saint, uh, Saint Thomas Episcopal Church, and, you know, they were, they were talking about it, and I heard it, so I looked it up, and it just resonated with me. And actually, when I did my, my Spartan Ultra, you know, when you have your, your transition, you got a, you know, a box or whatever with all your stuff, and I had that mantra. And what, what I like about it is, you know, I'm all about pushing myself to see how far you can go. You know, I mean, I'm not a sadist, but, you know, as I got in obstacle racing, I always went and said, okay, I did this. What's the next evolution? What's the next harder race? And what's the next harder race? And when I saw that, it, it just kind of resonates because when you're out there and you know as well as anybody, and you, maybe you're not having a great race, maybe you didn't fuel as well as you should have, and you're really miserable, you know, that suffering overall will build endurance, but I'm a firm believer it'll build character because you know you can go a little bit farther, you know. So when the odds are stacked against you, you know, by knowing that you went through the pain and suffering, you come out on the other side, you're a little bit better. You know, you know that things aren't as bad as, as they could be. The, the tough times during those hours maybe taught you something. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That first, you can go so much further than your body says. You know, I will give you a funny story. So when my boys decided they wanted to get into Spartan racing, they were little. And so I took them out running once. They, they see dad doing they it. They saw yeah. dad doing it. So they wanted to do the kids race. So we started training. And, you know, I kept telling them, you, you always have a little bit more in the tank. And, and they wouldn't believe me. And they wouldn't believe me. And so I took them out for a run one time. And they were both smoked. And I said, okay, let's just go to the next telephone pole. Let's go to the next one. And the next one, next one. We ended up doing a half mile. They were nine, ten. And when they got done... I looked at him and I said, see, you went a little bit further than you thought. And I said, and here, look at the time. And I showed them their last half mile was the fastest mile. So what I told them, I said, the biggest obstacle you got to face is what's between your ears. Yeah. So, you know, by, by going through that pain and suffering, you know, you come out, you know, I think you come out a little bit better, man. You, You know what you're capable and things aren't nearly as bad as you think they are. Yeah. And some people say, you know, uh, we're built for this, that, that God has made us to move and to, to be active and to take care of our bodies and, and to, to push ourselves beyond 
what what we think, right? That that, that kind of that's what uh, that's what you know part of what God made us for is to you know to to do these things and to glorify Him in the midst of all that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, ex- exactly. And you know, when when you talk about pushing yourself, it's just it it's to see what you're made of because once you know, at least for me, you know, the physical part you can do it, but you know, it's the mental part. Yeah. You know, there, you know, with races and these long races, it's mental. And when you can learn to overcome the pain and suffering you're going through a race, maybe you get something at home or work and you're like, it's really not that big a deal and I can persevere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you can complete a marathon or can, so what, how long, what's, what's been your longest time out there on an obstacle course? 10 hours and seven minutes. Wow. And so how was that? uh, I mean, did that go well or? (laughs) That was, so that was, as I said, I, I, over the years, I, I, I tried harder and harder races. You know, I wanted to see how far I could push myself. So, you know, the Spartan Ultra, you know, it's an ultra. It's 30, 31, 32 miles. And how Um, many obstacles? Only about 60. Okay. Uh, Only. Well, I, I did, I did a race bone frog where I did. 21 miles and it was 100 obstacles and i did another one that was 26 and a half it was 130 obstacles do you like the more obstacles or <laughs> yeah okay okay <laughs> i got I'll, I'll admit i got bored running you're that. a sadist then. <laughs> yeah I, I got bored well there's a happy medium okay, okay i, I, I got yeah. bored running because you know i don't want to say i'm high strung but i've got a lot of energy i can't sit, you're looking at me i can't sit still i'm, I'm, I'm always moving <laughs> so i like the fast you know quick races so with with the with the spartan ultra you know it was something i was like i haven't done so i'll go ahead and do it and the course was exactly what i was looking for you know i'm you know i'm, I'm a runner i don't i don't feel that i'm a good climber you know mountain kind of ways so it was about it was about six thousand feet elevation so i said okay this this is right in my wheelhouse well then the weather came in and it was the warmest I got was 42, and it rained the entire time. I, I take that back. I think my wife, lover to death, was out there the entire 10 hours. And she told me it rained almost the entire time other than 23 minutes. So I guess she was keeping track. Wow. Um, and it was just, you know, everyone asked me what are my hardest race I've ever done. And, and you know, it's about three or four. But that one was probably the hardest, not so much from – the physical part, it was the weather and the cold and just being miserable. And where was this at? This was in North Carolina in November. Okay. And the day before, it was, I think it was 63. Wow. So Sunny. Yeah. Pretty so, nice. So the after effect, because people say, why why would you put your body through this? Why would you do something like this? Because I think we were talking off air about how after this particular race, you go back to the hotel and you're literally just laying down in like a fetal position, shivering for like an hour. Oh, yeah. That doesn't sound, I guess, appealing to most folks. Um, so, I mean, is, is for you, it's like you're still going to go out and do another race. Absolutely. <laughs> and 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 I'll t- and I'll tell you why. And you know this, and anybody who runs knows this. No matter how miserable you're all, you're in a race. You five minutes later, what does everyone say? What's, what, what's next? Yeah, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> what's next? So you, you don't you don't remember all the misery you went through. I mean, you do, but again, for me, it was let's see how I can push myself. Um, you know, did I enjoy it? The first fifteen miles, yes. The last 15 miles, not necessarily, but 
I'd committed to it and I was going to finish it. So when I got finished, my coach had texted me and he's like, so one and done. And I said, I don't know about one and done, but I guarantee you it's one and done in 42 degrees and rain. <laughs> You're going to check those temperatures and uh, buy that insurance. Oh, always <laughs> check. The, yeah, because I don't like to be cold. Yeah. Well, you have a, you have a full-time job working for uh, Total Systems TSIS here in town. Yep. And uh, as, as a technical business advisor, you have a wife. You have two kids that are at UGA now. So mm-hmm. you have a full life. So for the folks that are listening, you know, how do you find time to, you know, work out at the gym or run, uh, you know, on a, you know, um, almost everyday basis and then go out on, you know, run on the weekends in terms of like some of these races and go to different places. I mean, how do you find the time to do all that? Well, you know, I always told Julie, my wife, that I, a big part of my life is running training and running races, but it doesn't define me. You know, if, if I suffered some catastrophic injury and I couldn't run again, yeah, it would, it would be bad. But to me, it was more important being there for my kids. Um, both of my kids, um, they were in karate for, for a long time, for about four and a half years. Um, they, were, they, they got involved in music. So one's a cello player and one's an oboist. And I ta- I, when they ended up taking it serious, I told them, I said, I would never miss a concert. So to your point about training is, you know, I would have set times. And I'd be like, okay, well... I'll either, you know, I may work out in the morning, I may work out at lunch, I may run in the evening or work out or whatever it was. But regardless of where I was in my training, if the kids had something going on, kids always took precedence. And I can tell you, I did races in Nashville, I did races in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I did races in Charlotte where I'd get up at 4.30 morning, do my race drive four, five, six, seven hours home because my kids had a concert that night. So I I built it into my schedule, but I always, I always prioritized that it wasn't the most important thing. Yeah. Um, but my, my kids, you know, they, they were, they were so supportive. The running joke was, you know, before they went to college, you know, all kids now they play online games. And they would ask what your parents are doing. And the standard response was, my daddy's training and my mama's doing laundry. Because that's all she did. You know, she had twin <laughs> twin boys. That's all she did was laundry. Yeah, and, and a husband that uh, just, you know, sweating through his clothes. Oh, yeah, just sweating through my clothes. So, so what I tell everyone is, however you – and everyone's different. But for me, what I did is whenever possible, I had to set time. You know, it's like getting up, going to work. It's eating dinner at a certain time. So for me now, especially now that the boys are at college, is as soon as I come home from work, you know, my wife is usually usually 45 minutes, an hour after me. So as soon as I come home from work, I know it's time to work out or run. Um, and it's just built in my schedule. Yeah. And uh, you were telling me how I think the whole family together – did uh, I think Bone Frog Atlanta the first time, and so what, what, I mean, what, what's that like? I mean, you're out there, you know, for you know, um, you've kind of had this new passion of obstacle course racing, and then you know, your wife comes along, and your your kid, your two sons, twins, they join you for doing one of these races. I mean, what does that mean to you to be able to have them be a physically, tangibly be a part of it? I, you know, as I've told you before, I am ultra competitive, and I I want to beat you all day long. I'll congratulate you if you beat me, but all my, the best memories in my favorite races were racing with my family. 
Yeah. I remember the first race I ran with, with my wife. It was on uh, Valentine's Day down in Tampa. We did a Spartan race at the, what is it, Raymond Raymond James Stadium? Is yeah, that? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, I know Mr. Romantic, yeah, but I bought her. I bought her pink running shoes. You did Spartan Hawaii together too, so yeah. that, I think that maybe makes up for it, perhaps. Yeah. So Spartan Hawaii. So <laughs> I told my wife we would go on our twentieth anniversary, and we were kind of talking about when we wanted to go, and she was like, "Well, when are you thinking?" I'm like, "Um, I'm, I think the the first and second week of August. Uh, we'll and do it, a vacation uh, with a race attached to that's it. That's exactly. Yeah. And the, the race was I don't know, like the August." Sure. sixth or seventh or whatever and she was like why do you know that and, but she was like sure i'll do it um then we had a ball unfortunately we we got food poisoned the night before which wasn't fun but we still had a good time but <laughs> but i still remember the first race i did with the boys it was bone frog and it was so much fun and then because i knew you're supposed to be 14 or older so the boys were 13, and of course I knew the CEO, so I said, hey, can I sneak? And he was like, if, you, if I don't ask, I don't know. <laughs> and we had an absolute ball. I mean, there was no, you know, no time or anything. We just, we had an absolute ball. And then I got to do, so William never was able to fit in his schedule to do a Spartan race. I think we're going to do one when he gets done with school this, you know, in May. But Stephen and I went out and did I ran in the morning competitive, and then he and I ran the Spartan Sprint at Fort Benning, and that was so much fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, to, to have them with you, you know, it's just, you know, I, I told somebody one time, you know, th- there was a picture of me on, on social media. It was Stephen and I going through the monkey bars, and I said, you know, this father-son bonding, I said, it, it may be different or unusual to some people, but it worked for us, and and we 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 still talk about it to this day. That was what five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's, those were the best times. And and full disclosure, you know, I've known your wife probably longer than you. Yep. As a, and, and working in the district attorney's office, long time, you know, in, in uh, different counties in our area, mm-hmm. and so she, you know, um, argues and defends for a living. So has she ever kind of said no to you, or she? been all very supportive and because i mean some wives may not put up with i mean because some some guys may be hunting or fishing is mm-hmm. their thing some guys it's running or obstacle course racing yeah. she has been unbelievably supportive and it so it was kind of funny when when i got into this i'll, I'll never lie it was my third race i think we were coming back from virginia and she looked at me and she goes i just don't get you she goes that <laughs> looks like the dumbest thing i've ever seen i said well I said, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. I said, but why don't you try one? I said, why, I said you, you can call me, you know, a fool for going out there. I said, but I tell you what, why don't you just do one? Yeah. So she said, okay. And she trained like she does everything else, took it full bore, and we did it. And I'm not lying to you. When we got done, she was like, I see what you're saying. It is fun. <laughs> um, so, so she did, I think she did seven or eight, and then she, she had surgery on her knee. It's never really been the same. But she's always been unbelievably supportive even you know i'm mellowing out a little bit but i used to be really strict on my diet you know had to eat this and that you know and she was fine with it but she is never because she always knew the kids always came first her and the kids always came first you know if they were you know like last year i was supposed to do a couple races and we had tickets to uga football game and my kids were like i want to sit with you guys 
So when your teenagers would rather sit with you as opposed to sitting with their friends in the student section. Yeah, and UGA had a pretty good season. And yeah, they, they, had a, they, had a, they had a decent <laughs> season. Um, and uh, so I was like, I, I won't race. Um, but out of, out of all my races, I think she's only missed five or six. Wow. She goes to every single one. And I forget how boring it is for her. So, I, you know, I, I try to make it up for her. But, no, she's always been... She's always been unbelievably supportive, but at the same time, if she, you know, she probably has one time or, or another, so, you know, we have such and such going on and you have a race. I'm like, all right, well, I won't race, yeah. you know, because like I told you, it's a big part of me, but it doesn't define me. Right. And um, so now how old are you now, if I can ask? I will be 55 next month. Wow. So it's still a young man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, my body's telling me that, too. So, but so you started this off when you were in your mid-40s, yep. give or take. Yep. Okay. So being you know your, your age, and people maybe listen to this, they may be older, younger, perhaps. So how do you keep yourself? You talked about how you haven't had a lot of you know injuries mm-hmm. dealing with this. But doing you know almost 90 of these obstacle rate course races and then other races besides that, you know, how do you keep yourself where you're not injured and because, um, you know, things can happen, especially on obstacles, but also in training and just getting all of us getting older, you know? So I've gotten a lot better. I think when I was 45, you know, I pushed it too hard. You know, you know, as you get older, I think everyone, you don't look at your age, you know, you look at how you feel and everyone asks me, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm 35, you know, (laughs) but I know my body's not there and I've had, you know, numerous surgeries, but Really what I've done is I've learned, and it was a very hard process to learn, that you got to take it back. You, you, you got to, you know, you got to take the easy days. You got to remember that your body is not what it was 30 years ago. So if I don't feel good, I'll take a day off. Um, nutrition is huge. You know, when you're 20, you can go out there and, you know, eat 15 Twinkies and go out and run 20 miles and, you know, no problem. Well, that's why I run. Yeah. So I I can eat what I want. (laughs) So, so nutrition plays a big role. Um, but also getting a lot of sleep, you know, I'm a firm believer in getting sleep. So as I've gotten older, you know, I've, I've learned and I've done a lot of research of, of what to do. And, you know, I remember one of the podcasts, uh, the gentleman who ran around the track, Yeah, he said his problem was going out too fast and not taking the easy days. And, that was always my problem. And now I've, you know, I've come to realize, I, I guess a lot of people think when you take an easy day, you're, you're losing a little something. You know, you're like, oh, if I don't push myself today, you know, I'm not going to get better for the next day. Once you've done it and you've toned it down a little bit, then you realize that you're not taking a step back. You're actually taking a step forward. So, you know, it's knowing your limitations and, you know, eating right and getting sleep. Yeah. Well, now you and our previous guest, Dane Talper, definitely have in common being competitive. Yes. Um, you want, you want, you go out there. I mean, do you believe that you have a shot to, to make the podium or age group finish, or even you won overall the Bonefrog endurance race? So, mm. I mean, how do you, you know, do you go out there and have like a goal that like, Hey, I'm, I want to win. I want to beat this guy. You know? Yeah, I, 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 I do. Um, you know, it depends on the race. As I told you, I'm, I'm kind of an odd runner in that, you know, I've always been, I, I feel I've always been pretty quick up to about five miles. Um, up to about eight, yeah, so-so. But from eight to about 16, I'm just not, I just, I'm not as fast as everyone else. But once you get me, at least in obstacle races, once you get me to 20 miles, you know, I seem to, 
you know, I tell people it's probably because I run the same speed at 12 miles. I do it 20 miles. I can't run any faster at 12. Yeah. So endurance is one of your strengths. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it really depends on the race. Um, I will tell you, like this past weekend, I finished second in the competitive age group. This is going to sound kind of arrogant, but I didn't go all out because like the, the sprint, you know, I told you my, my, my best races are up to about five miles. So, you know, the super is really, that was about seven miles. That's, that's really the extent of where I think, you know, some of my speed is an advantage. Um, but there are some races I'll go and say, I can get a top 20 in age or a top 15 or a top 10, but there are races where, you know, and I'll, I'll flat out tell my wife, I'm like, I'm looking to win this race. And, and if I don't do as well as I should do, I probably take it a little too seriously, but you know, 10 minutes later, I'm fine. So yeah. it really depends on the race and the terrain because the, the terrain plays a huge role for me. If it's a, you know, I'll give you an example. If it, if it's, you know, like in Atlanta, it's rolling hills. It's only about a thousand feet of elevation change. I know that that works to my strengths. Well, I did a Spartan Beast up in Killington. It was climbing up and down Killington Mountain, which is a 4,400-foot mountain. We ended up doing, I think it was about 19,000 feet elevation change. I mean, out of, it was 16 and a half miles, I probably ran, and I'm not exaggerating, mile and a half, two miles. Yeah. So I knew I didn't have a chance. So, you know, based off the race is how I... I'm also a realist. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 55, you know. I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to compete with a 25-year-old. So it really depends on the race. But like Bonefrog, for whatever reason, Bonefrog matches up to my strengths. Those are the races I think I can do the best in. Spartan races, it's kind of kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, I remember when I did the Spartan race, and like you said, you you know, me and uh, my my guy, that, that uh, my friend that I was running it with, you know, we came out to your backyard. You were kind enough to let us use your homemade spear and haystacks, <laughs> and, and he ended up, you know, succeeding in that task. I did not. Uh, so, um, but, you know, for you, you know, doing all these races over the last, you know, 80 or 90 obstacle races, what is your, um, you know, I, I know there's the climbing the walls, there's the monkey bars, there's climbing up to the top, hitting the thing, there's the mud, and there's all kinds of different obstacles. But what is your favorite obstacle and your least favorite obstacle if you if you i know if you can think about that or maybe you don't maybe th- it's like kids you don't have a favorite <laughs> well <laughs> hmm. um it's a tough one huh yeah it's a tough one so since i've done you know spartan races i would say my my favorite at spartan race has got to be the multi-rig it's different depending on now explain the, what the multi-rig is so the multi-rig is if you're doing a sprint it's basically you know seven ranks and you have to, you know, swing from, you know, Tarzan kind of across. Um, in the super, they they do it a little bit different where they might give you two rings and then there's a pipe that's hanging down. you got to traverse that and then do a couple more rings. Whereas in a beast, you would do, it'd be like two rings and then you would have the pipe and then you may have ropes. So To traverse across. To, yeah, traverse across. So... And, and that's what Spartan does a good job of because what the, the, the obstacles you see at the sprint is not the same you're going to see at a beast. So there's, you know, there's, there's Twister and there's the box. Um, there's Olympus. Those are a lot harder. So they tend to reserve those for the longer races, the harder races. So 
And your least favorite obstacle? (sighs) (laughs) Rolling mud. Rolling mud? Okay. just makes no sense. I mean, you you climb up these hills, and then you drop down in water, and you do that three times, and then you dunk underneath a wall. And then you come out, you're just covered. And and you're covered in, yeah, you're covered in mud and wet. And (laughs) I mean, it is good because you would be surprised. So speaking of that, you people have a, people that are maybe novices or maybe that's their only Spartan that they they might call that one of their highlights. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and everyone's different. I mean, I love the spear throw because, like I told you, w- once you figure out how to do the spear throw, it is so easy. And, and when you watch people, it's like, you know, so kind of digress. When I went to the race Saturday, I was warming up and I saw a whole bunch of guys that were going to run the open, and they were throwing the spear and they were just, I mean. It was not pretty. I mean, <laughs> nothing against them. So I walked over, and it was their first race. And they didn't know. So I said, here, let, let me show you how to do it. So I spent about five or ten minutes just showing them how to throw a spear. Um, I have no idea how they ended up doing, but, you know, there was – I didn't think there were six of them, and a couple of them hit it. So, um, you know, that's the other thing is, I, you know, I'm really competitive, but I like running the fun runs. So like, I've ran with my, my niece and my nephew, and I've ran – so those those are a lot of fun because you can kind of help them out. Um, but yeah, those are probably my my favorite and least favorite. And do you uh, maybe maybe you did this early on? Maybe you still do this? You know, with the, I know with the Spartans at least you get to put on the the bandana and that says Spartan on it and take the pictures and you're all kind of you know messy and um do, and people sometimes you let out like this primal scream like you know Spartan you yeah. know I mean is that something that's that's just kind of a, a misnomer I guess no it, they they do it but <laughs> I it I I am not a beat my chest, pound my back, look how great I am kind of guy. Exactly. You know, I just go about my business and, you know, my personal satisfaction is, did I put the amount of training in? Did I give it my best effort? So when you get to the starting gate and they still do it, and granted, I've done 60 plus of them and they, they try to hoop and holler and get you all ready. And I'm just, I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 54 years old. I, you don't, you know, you're the MC. You're you're 23. You know, <laughs> and and at this age, I mean, do you kind of look to, look at it and say, you know, maybe you look around the landscape of of our world today and you see people maybe that are not as in shape and they're in their 50s or maybe they're injured or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of say to yourself, man, I, I just thank God that I'm able to do this, right? You know, almost every single day. Every single day, you know, because I can wake up and I, I don't have aches and pains. You know, I have some. But being able to do what I love to do and being able to do it pretty much injury-free, oh, absolutely. Every day I'm thankful. Yeah. And I know one of your uh, you know favorite quotes that you told me you live by is, it's easy to be brave from a safe distance. Mm-hmm. And uh, that may be, you know, people that say, you know, like you were talking about earlier, people may may say, well, I can't do a Spartan or I can't do a, a Mudder or, or even a, a 10K or something like that. And that's, you know, from a distance. And, and some people, hey, we all have our individual choices. Yeah. But what what does that mean to you in terms of uh, being being brave and kind of what getting involved in it. Absolutely. Because, you know, and, and I'm going to fa- sound like an old fuddy duddy, but <laughs> you know, you see social media and everyone's picking on everyone and everyone's bashing everyone. And, you know, I tell people all the time, it's easy to be brave from a safe distance. Yeah. From a you, keyboard. you know. Yeah. If you're on a keyboard and you're not doing it. And I always tell people, you know, it is easy to be a brave. It's easy to be brave from a safe distance. And if you feel that strongly, get in the arena, you yeah. know, step up to the, step up to the plate. And I think a lot of people nowadays, because of social media and you know, I can even see it in my kids because they have so much social media, the the human interaction seems to be 
uncomfortable. You yeah. Know, shake a person's hand, look them in the eye. Um, so, you know, I always tell people if, if, if you're going to, if you're going to toot your horn and you're going to be like that, you're being brave from a safe distance. Go, go, go put your hand, yeah. you know, go get into the arena and, right. and figure it out. Put up or shut up, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, as we close out, you know, what is, uh, what's next for Steve Slater? I mean, do you have, you know, any kind of big goals or challenges? Cause you, you were, you were talking about how this maybe you might be closing the chapter fairly soon of your obstacle course career. Maybe not. I mean, maybe you'll be racing in your seventies or eighties or something. <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I'm, I, I had one of those soul searching, you know, at the end of last year and, and, you know, a lot of the races I did was, they were hard. I wanted to do next hardest. I wanted to do next hardest. And when I got done with them, I had a level of satisfaction, but when I started thinking, I was like, was I really happy? Yeah. You know, so what, I'm still going to keep racing, <laughs> um, but I'm going to find the races I want to run. Right. So I'm not going to go out and find the the hardest race. Now I do have. I told you earlier. I do have something on my bucket list, and that's to run the Grand Canyon rim to rim. That's not obstacles. Though. No, that's not <laughs> obstacles. Um, I was, as I told you, I was going to do it in 2020, um, but you know, I ended up getting injured. Um, but that's probably my last, at least for now. That's my last big hurrah. But you know, I'll still go out and do obstacle races, but. I don't know if I'm if I'm going to go out and do the twenty plus miles. You know, if if one piques my interest, I may do it. But you know, I'm going to go and find the ones I want to do and have fun doing them. Yeah. Well, I, and I appreciate you, you know, helping us out when we did the Spartan years yeah. ago. And and because and I know for you, you know, you have a passion for this. So mm-hmm. if somebody's interested in obstacle course racing and and they come up to to Steve, you know, I'm sure you're you're uh, you know you know happy to give them advice. Oh, a- absolutely. And and you know, and I want to reiter- reiterate what we talked about earlier is it may look intimidating, but it's not. It it really isn't because. At, at the end of the day, if you fail an obstacle, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, you, you didn't get fired from your work or, you yeah. know, you, you know, so you failed an obstacle. You do your burpees or you don't. But go out and give it a shot, you know. And and, that, and one thing I, I will say, I want to say that, you know, I think in, you know, a lot in societies, so everyone's so failed, scared of failure. Yeah. You know, go out there and try something because I'm sure you can testify. My worst races are the ones I learned the most from. Yeah. You know, and I, I've told my boys, a failure is only a failure if you don't learn from it. So get out of your comfort zone. Go out there and take a chance. Yeah, well, I, I did not complete five of those 23 obstacles at my race, and my friend didn't complete two of them. And so what he would do is he would drop down and do half my burpees yep. with me. So we both ended up in that five-mile, 23-obstacle race. We ended up both doing about 100 burpees overall and finishing in about an hour, 20, hour and a half, something yep. like that. So, you know, it was it was fun, you know, but for me, possibly one and done. You yeah, know? And, and that's and that's quite fun. Unless I can get you to come join me for a marathon, then I might join you for a sport. <laughs> oh, know? I'll 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 take it under advisement. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate it. Sure. And, uh, and good luck uh, with your uh, future racing. We'll uh, we'll see you out there again when you're, uh, you know, older as well. Uh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And here's something uh, very interesting as well from my friend Steve Slater. He posted on social media uh, last year, in fact, uh, talking about, you know, sending both of his, uh, their sons off to college. And he said, you know, sat down and had a conversation with them about, you know, expectations for their college experience and said, whatever decision you're about to make, think about the following. These four things. <laughs> Will it get me arrested? 
Will I end up in the hospital? Will it get someone pregnant? And will it get me expelled? And he said, uh, if no to all of the above, any poor decision that they make would probably be fixable. So there you go. Those are the four things to think about uh, when you go off to uh, send your kids off to college, right? (laughs) Now to our uh, final segments of this podcast, which you can find, listen to any of the previous 102 episodes. That's how many there are on WTVM.com slash podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, all those places. Tell your friends about it. And uh, we would like to have some of these final segments as well, some uh, an inspiration from the Bible. And also, I'm not sure if you'll be inspired, but uh, me singing a little bit uh, of a song that uh, has to do with uh, kind of overcoming obstacles. All right, as promised, here is my version of the song Warriors by Imagine Dragons. This will get you revved up with uh, any kind of obstacles on a course or in life or whatever. The time will come when you'll have to rise above the rest and prove yourself. Your spirit never dies. Farewell, I've gone to take my throne above. But don't weep for me, because this will be the labor of my love. Here we are. We are the warriors that build this town. See, I uh, <laughs> I told you may not inspire you, but uh, at least entertain you perhaps or give you a good laugh. That's uh, the segment Stuck in My Head, which we uh, try to do every now and then here on uh, this Run the Race podcast, which again, we talk about fitness and also faith. And in talking about obstacles on this particular episode, our parting gift for today comes from the Bible, 2 Corinthians 6.3. This is the uh, ESV version. It says, We put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. Now, what that kind of means is this was Paul here, uh, you know, again, trying to defend and commend the integrity of his own ministry to the Corinthians and saying, you know, uh, insisting that there's, you know, no fault, no lack of integrity or scandal uh, that uh, might cause a potential believer to question that message, question the gospel, that whether it could be trusted or not. And even though nobody's perfect, uh, you know, people can be suspicious, uh, you know, when you're preaching morality. And uh, even though, because we're all sinners, and so, you know, there's there's room for criticism, but uh, Paul is insisting that he and his co-workers, they're wanting to clear the path of faith in Christ by remaining, I guess you might say, above reproach in their ministry, and so that you couldn't, you know, find a legitimate reason uh, to, you know, miss out on it because of, again, some scandal or something like that. So again, putting no obstacle in anyone's way, you know, kind of making the way for God to do what he is going to do uh, through uh, any ministry that you're a part of, and uh, some good advice there for sure. Closing now in prayer, uh, dear God, just thank you for, um, you know, for helping us overcome any obstacles in our way uh, in life uh, in this as we run this race. 
And uh, God, just to help us to look to you when we when we face those things, the ups and downs of life, uh, the valleys, and when we're on the mountaintop as well, that we praise you. And uh, Lord Jesus, we pray for the health of our families, uh, pray for our health, and uh, pray for any upcoming events that we have, whether it be a race or anything else, Lord God, that we do it each step uh, for your glory. In your name we pray, amen. In fact, I do have a marathon coming up, uh, you know, Sometimes I plan way far ahead, but COVID has taught us it's hard to do that. So my next one's actually uh, just in a few days, this weekend in St. Louis Marathon, and I believe it'll be my 18th state. Uh, It'll be my 21st marathon overall, so I'll I'll have a race report on that sometime next month. Uh, So looking forward to that and looking forward to let you know about that uh, as we continue to talk about fitness and faith and uh, uh, all kinds of things on this podcast. And uh, make sure if you get a chance, if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Go to the page, uh, you know, go to the very bottom of all the episodes, and there's some reviews there. If you like this, what you're listening to here, the last 100-plus episodes, hit five stars and write a you know, couple sentences. Uh, you know, give me you know, kind of your thoughts, your honest thoughts on what you think about this uh, mostly weekly podcast. And I uh, appreciate uh, all your support for listening and hope you have a great rest of your week overcoming obstacles uh, that are in your way.